Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. special guest on my show. It's a very good friend of mine, Heather. And um, in a minute, I'll have her introduce herself. But I just wanted to kind of share with you a little bit about um, how Heather and I met, because I think it's just um, a really cool God story in the sense that we lived in the same neighborhood, uh, maybe for a while, maybe for years prior to us actually meeting. And um, I was a part of this ministry called If Gathering and by Jenny Allen. And um, I wanted to do an if table in my home where um, I wanted to invite maybe five or six women from our neighborhood to come have a meal with me once a month for four months. And just I had specific questions that we were going to discuss and just get to know some ladies in the neighborhood. But I wanted to be very intentional. I didn't want it to be me asking women that I knew already. I really wanted to reach out and invite women that were supposed to be there, like Holy Spirit led. So I spent maybe a month walking around our neighborhood and just praying and asking God to just open doors for the exact women that were supposed to be at my table. Um, And so lo and behold, God delivered. And it was so cool to see how each of the women that that I ended up having just random, but not so random conversations with um, ended up at that table. And Heather was one of those ladies. And, um, as we found out, you know, after she came for dinner a few times, few times, I started sensing that there was something really hard and painful going on in her life. And one, one of the meals she had left and I could see that she was not happy that she was hurting. And so I reached out to her outside of the um, meal and she, she shared her little bit of what she was going, going through at that time. And it was one of those situations, which you'll hear her story in a few minutes, but that it was something I had been through personally. And so I could really, truly um, sympathize with her on what she was going through. And um, God allowed me to be able to meet with her outside of our, our monthly dinner and just really get to know her and walk alongside her in, in her pain and her, and her suffering and what she was going through. And then he even, you know, opened the doors for both of us to begin going to celebrate recovery right around the same time and getting into a step study, which she's going to talk about as well. So it was completely a God thing. And we both know that looking back that he aligned our paths and allowed them to cross. And I'm so thankful for that because she's just become a truly um, wonderful friend and sister in Christ. And I'm so blessed by our friendship and our relationship. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her today, because I know that um, her story is really going to resonate with many of you listening. And um, I know that you're going to find hope. I know you're going to find hope after you hear what she has to share today. So with that, Heather, um, if you would just introduce yourself to our listener, just tell a little bit about yourself to get started. 
Alrighty. Hey, Katie. Um, so I am Heather. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And um, I live here in Clarksville with my three daughters. Um, I just inherited a son-in-law and I'm about to be a Mimi in hopefully just a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. I go to school part-time. Um, I'm studying psychology, hopefully to get my master's in clinical mental health. And um, I also work for a really neat agency called Hope Center Ministries, which is a long-term recovery um, program for drug and alcohol. And it is Christ-based as well. Um, and they use the Celebrate Recovery curriculum there. So it's kind of cool uh, how it all circles back around. Oh, yes. That is amazing. I love to hear that you know, that's part of your story that you walked through it yourself. And then now you're able to give back. And I know we're going to dig into that um, a little bit more in the future here, but, and I'm so excited for you to become a Mimi here soon. I can't wait to see <laughs> pictures of your new grandbaby. Um, so that's super exciting as well. So Heather, um, really just as much as you feel comfortable, um, if you could just share with our listeners today a little bit about your story, just some of the things that you've, you went through that really brought you to recovery. Okay. Um, well, I was born and raised in a Christian home. Um, so I've always known of Jesus. So, but my relationship with him has definitely grown as life has brought its different curveballs. Um, my parents did end up divorcing when I was 18. And at that time I was actually pregnant with my first daughter as well. So my poor mama, my dad was physically leaving the house that week. As I was telling her, I was pregnant with my oldest daughter and, um, what a blessing she turned out to be anyways. I mean, just babies are always a blessing, mm -hmm. but, um, so I always kind of just struggled with body image issues and my perfectionism and just learning through the Celebrate Recovery Program where that kind of stemmed from was some of those things as a little girl, you know, watching my parents fight all the time and just wanting to be able to control the atmosphere and, and the scenarios in the house. And, and if I behaved perfectly or tried to do this, that or the other thing perfectly, then maybe I could control that or it would stop or um, you know, again, controlling what my body looked like and sometimes just beating it to the point where, you know, that's just not good for myself. Um, and then I, I met my ex-husband, um, actually he was the one I was pregnant with when my dad was leaving and my parents were going through a divorce and he was my knight in shining armor and the man that I thought that was just going to fill all those holes and all that hurt, that just loneliness. I thought he was just going to come in and rescue me just like, you know, the Prince does Cinderella. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of prior to, so I was raised in a Christian home had, you know, my mom was strong and is, I should say is strong and a, and an amazing example of what a godly woman should be. So I had that for me as a foundation. Yes. Um, and that is so very important that you had that foundation, um, starting out and growing up, even with, you know, some of the other things that, that went on, you know, in your life. Um, and even that, even, and that's a great reminder to the listener that, you know, sometimes even when you do have, um, a spiritual foundation, like a strong mother or father or both parents, even, um, that, that there are still things that we all struggle with. When we met, you were specifically, going through, um, a trial in your marriage. So, um, can you share a little bit about what happened, um, that around that time that we met 
we had been married for at that point almost 18 years together for 23 um he had had a history of just you know in his own insecurities and in his own hurt um you know we can only love to the uh, to the ability that we love ourselves and and when, and he truly looking back he truly did not and does not love himself so he was not able to love me well um so he he was just um there was a lot of lying there was um an emotional affair that had happened prior to moving to Tennessee in 2016 and I thought our move to 2006 you know t- Tennessee would be um yay this is where God's really gonna just firecracker us out into his kingdom and we're just gonna be this amazing family on fire for the Lord and um, so we moved here to Tennessee in 2016. In 2017, um, I had just turned 40 in July, and my birthday gift from my husband at the time was, I don't love you anymore. Mm. And so um, I, I really struggled and fought so hard tooth and nail. I mean, I was willing to, I mean, I did, I lost myself in just trying to keep him. And then in February of 2018, um, found out that he was in fact having a, a affair, an affair with a coworker who is drastically younger than he was. And, um, just amazes me how, like Katie was talking earlier, um, she would walk and pray for everyone. And it's so humbling and overwhelming to think that God put me specifically on her heart for those moments that were coming that neither one of us even had a clue they were going to, that's what we were doing. And, um, just, I remember that day, it was February 6, 2018, and I found some text messages on his phone. I, I called him home to, to talk about it, um, and then he decided that he was going to go ahead and leave. And you, Katie, were, um, the, I think you were the second person after my mom that I called, and, and you just stood there in disbelief with me. And um, But yeah, that's kind of where I landed in 2018. Um, finding out how he had actually really stepped out, you know, an emotional affair is different. It's still an affair and it still hurts deeply, but this one was, he had stepped way further out and away from our marriage this time. Yeah. And, oh man, I still remember like yesterday, you know, just meeting with you and just how crushed and broken and devastated you were. And I remember feeling that way um, when I went through that years before with, um, with my husband. And, um, it's just one of those things that I think I also look back and think how precious of God to know that, you know, put us in the same neighborhood and Mm -hmm. put you, like you said, on my heart. Um, because not only could I relate to what you were going through with the affair and, and just the devastation, but also, um, being somebody who struggles with perfectionism and people pleasing and approval, your, your, your thoughts are, what did I do wrong? Why am I not good enough? You know, why Mm -hmm. was I not enough, um, for him to choose me over? And what did, what did this woman have that I didn't have? And all those thoughts that the enemy just, you know, speaks into our hearts and minds and can just bring us down so low and it hurts so much. And so I'm so thankful that, um, I was able to be there in that time and speak maybe truth into your um, heart over the enemy's lies and telling you, no, this is not your fault. And, um, 
And I just remember just sitting on the couch with you and just listening to you and hugging you and praying with you. Um, and that was such a difficult time, but looking back a precious time, um, as well. And, um, I think it was shortly after that, that, um, we started, I started going to celebrate recovery and, um, and then you started coming. Um, and then a step study opened up with our amazing sponsor, Omily. And, um, yeah, she's going to be a guest on here in the future too. Um, and that was just so incredible. We both started that journey together. Um, and, uh, I wanted to see if you would share as you began that journey, as you began your recovery, um, initially, what were your hopes and, and what did you want to see happen? Yeah. Well, I want to say first and foremost to all of you listening who haven't been to a Celebrate Recovery meeting before, when you walk in and you feel like you completely don't belong and you're not near as broken or messed up as the rest, that's okay. That's cool. We've all been there. Just keep going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it is one of the best programs that you can do for yourself in the healing journey. Um, but what I was hoping for and what I wanted to happen, what I believed would happen 110% was that God was going to restore and reconcile my marriage without a shadow of a doubt. I just knew that I was going to do this hard work of like fixing what needed to be fixed within me and just allowing God to do whatever he needed to do. And while he had my husband separated from me, that he was doing the same thing with him. Like I just really stood. I mean, you know, I like held on <laughs> hell or high water. I was going to, my marriage was going to be reconciled and that's what God was going to do. But I appreciate that even though you sat with me and you held me when I cried and you stood in belief that my marriage, that God could do that in my marriage, you also were realistic in that you always wanted me to make sure that I knew that there could be another side to this. Like you always gently helped me to be like aware that maybe what I was hoping for was not what God was going to allow because he had something better for me. And so I appreciate that. And I think that that's something that's really important as well when you're walking women through, especially something like this is because we don't know what the outcome is, but we don't also don't want to say, oh, it's over, give up, walk away. Um, so I think that was a great thing for you as a friend and a leader and a sister to help me to have that balance of hope and still pray and believe, but yet also know that there could be a different outcome than what you want. But yeah, I, I, I just continue to believe that it was going to be reconciled. Yes. And, and I think, you know, like you said, that is good in that, you know, nobody goes into a marriage, you know, expecting it to fail. And I think you having this, this faith that despite what your husband did and the choices that he made that hurt you so deeply, you were willing to forgive him. And you were trusting that if, if you, you know, put this work in and did all of this and prayed for him, that God would restore your marriage and God is capable and able. And we know that to have just said the word and, and restored your marriage. And so I think the struggle comes for a lot of people and believers to that. Why, you know, why didn't, when didn't God answer my prayer? It was a good prayer. Like for me, why didn't he heal our son? You know, like, um, that was my earnest prayer. He knew my mama's heart and 
what, what, it's a good thing that I'm praying. It's a good thing that you're praying for your marriage to be healed and for my son to be healed. Um, and so sometimes we have to wrestle, um, you know, the, the why in our flesh, like, you know, why didn't God? And so I think that is such an important point that it doesn't mean that we just give up and, and just kind of leave it as chance to the wind, but we still fight, you know, we still pray and we still intercede. And, and like you said, don't lose hope. Um, but ultimately we have to trust that God is sovereign, um, in all of it. And so as you were, um, you know, you did this work and we were in that step study and it is hard work. It's a long, um, long journey. And we both know that. Um, but how did that step study and the work that you were doing in recovery really prepare you for, for that outcome that you didn't want? How did that really help you through that process? Yeah. Um, the step study prepared me because it was helping me to focus on, on me. Mm-hmm. Like you're in celebrate recovery when you're doing the step study, it's, your, it's your journey. It's your recovery. We're not here to try to recover our ex-husbands or ex-wives or whoever you're there to focus on yourself. So it was bringing to light a lot of things that I needed to, that I didn't realize I had stuffed that I didn't realize I struggled with. And, um, not that it was giving him now that that was okay, that he was able to go and, and feel comfortable and having an affair because I was had these other issues. Not, I'm not saying that that gave him a pass. Right. It did not, um, you know, as husband and wife, he's, he was called to stand with me in that, in those brokenness and those broken places. But, um, it really helped me sit down and see those, those things that I needed to work on to draw closer to God, to give hit, to surrender those things to him. And Oh my Lord, the friendships and the family that you, that, that kind of journey produces, like before you came knocking at my door, we had just moved here and I had no female friends whatsoever. Like, to be honest, I didn't want the drama of a girlfriend anymore. Like girl, women friends. I was like, I was done. But when you came to my door and you lovingly, you know, walked me through some of those and helped me to see that I was codependent and that my perfectionism was a bondage for me. Um, and I went to my celebrate recovery meetings and then we started that step study. Just, it was all God preparing me for what was coming. I just didn't know it, but just working on yourself and letting other women come alongside you and just love on you. Um, that was preparing me and building foundations and relationships that I could go back to in those moments that were coming because I was about to be a single mom for the first time ever in my, I mean, like 23 years, with the same person. Um, I didn't even know who I was without him. So recovery and that step study prepared me to, in finding out who I was and then liking who I was, that's a crazy thing. <laughs> like, to like, look at myself and be like, Hey, I actually like you. Like, I'd want to hang out with you. (laughs) Um, so those are the things that he, um, he showed me and something that, um, during that recovery time and stuff. And, and as I was preparing to talk with you today, um, I remember, um, one time after my ex-husband had, I can't remember what he had said to me. And I said, I feel like you're killing me. I feel like I'm just dying slowly. 
And I remember um, coming out of a quiet time one time with God and, and and I got in the shower and I remember God speaking so gently and sweetly to my heart. And he said, Heather, you are dying. I am making something new. And in order for that new to come out, this old Heather, she has to go away. And that verse, Isaiah 43, um, 19, it says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you see it? I will make a way through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And I just like, just the peace that he brought me in those moments where like the dying and the breaking of the old Heather was so painful and not something that I ever wanted to do, nor would I probably voluntarily do (laughs) again, but for him to speak to me and say, I hear, I, I see you, my sweet daughter. I hear what you're saying. I'm sorry that you are, you're old, you is dying, but look, I'm starting something new in you. Do you see it? Like, I'm walking you through this and it's no longer going to be once we get to the other side, you'll see, just trust me. And so, you know, having you and Omelie and some of the other women and the Celebrate Recovery Program, my church was amazing. Um, Just all of that support and on those hard days, just keep going. Reach out to, you know, your friends and your your women that you have in your life and, and just be honest and transparent and that just helps you to get stronger each day. So yeah. that, yeah. That is incredible. Oh my goodness. That gave me chills when you read that verse. Um, how powerful and what a sweet word that, you know, the father had for you in that, just that dark, lonely space, you know, space hearing that um, mm-hmm. or saying those words to your husband. I feel like you're killing me. And then, you know, God just reminding you like, yes, you are dying, but you're dying to your old self. And I do agree with you. That is what's so beautiful about the step study and the recovery process is it is a dying uh, um, of our old self. It's a peeling away of these layers that we've built up. That's not truly who we are. And it's a revealing and a refining and and that's painful. That's hard sometimes to have those, those old um, hurts, habits, and hangups like stripped away. But the, the outcome is just so beautiful and freeing when you realize that, um, you know, I am who God says I am. I am not defined by my husband or what the world says I am or my career or anything else. Like he calls me his beloved. Um, and no matter what happens, as long as I have him as first and foremost, he's the top priority, everything else. And I've said this before in this podcast, everything else can be honestly taken from us in this life, except for our salvation and our faith in Christ. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. But like you said, he doesn't promise to remove the um, circumstances in our lives all the times, but he does promise to use those circumstances for our good and his glory. And so it's just an act of trust, ultimate trust and faith in those moments when what you see in front of you and what you feel is not good but you yeah. still know he is good. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I loved that about this process. And I think for the marriage, um, I wanted to reiterate that that was what was helpful for me, even though my outcome for my marriage was different than yours. Um, I was still blaming Josh for everything wrong in our marriage and everything wrong in our life, really. And it wasn't until I went to CR and started realizing that I had 
my own issues. Um, and it, like you said, it didn't take away from the fact that he still made mistakes that hurt me and there was sin in his life, but I couldn't focus on his issues because I wasn't going to be the one to fix him, um, or change him. So it was when I took the focus off him and started focusing on Katie and what is going on in my heart and in my life that I need to surrender to God. Um, and I do have control over that. That's all we have control over really is ourselves. Um, and so that was what really was the defining moment for us. And our outcome was different because Josh did choose, you know, to surrender to, to this process and to Jesus as well. And, and so there was restoration in our marriage, but there very well couldn't have been, you know, he yep. could have chosen the other way as well. And the good thing is, is that even if he had, I would have still been in a better place, just like you, you know, yep. I would have been in a better place no matter what he chose. Um, and so that's what I think is so beautiful about this process. So kind of, you know, speaking of that, and you mentioned a little bit earlier about the ministry you're involved in now as well. Um, how is God using you to you know, minister and encourage other women, other people using these tools from Celebrate Recovery that you learned and as well as your suffering? How are you using that today? Yeah, that is like truly the most amazing part that I just, I just can't believe sometimes I wake up because for being honest, like I, you know, three plus three ish years ago, I did not want to be here. Like I seriously, it was, there were moments where it was a daily struggle to even get out of bed or not, you know, go do something drastic. And so just to be alive today and to, and to be where I am, um, going back to school, being a mom, start, I'm going to be a grandma, you know, pretty soon, you know, having my own job, I've got my own health insurance. Like I bought my own first car, just those things. And, and you just look around and you're like, wow, God, like, wow. But do you know, the Bible talks about how God is a husband to the husbandless and a father to the fatherless mm -hmm. and, and just really sitting in complete amazement about how everything my earthly husband lacked, my heavenly husband, ha it, like is everything abundantly and beyond mm -hmm. and just, um, just that amazes me, but how he's turning around and using me and repurposing that he feels that I'm worthy to be used for his kingdom and that he's repurposing that pain in ways. So, um, I'm leading a divorce care group at my church now. I co-led with only my first, um, well, my second step study, but leading help leading my first step study. We just finished that up and just, um, allowing God to, uh, to repurpose and to be vulnerable with those other women. Kind of like what you did for me is you sat on the couch with me and you allowed yourself to be vulnerable and to reopen those hurts to help me. And, and that's hard to do because there's moments where when I see just the hopelessness and the sadness on these women's face, and I think, Lord, I don't want to do this. Like they're hurting. I'm hurting. I don't, can you just take it all away? But he steps in and, and he just shows that he's faithful. And like, you don't really get to see how faithful God is until you see how faithful God is. Right. And so he's just putting these different women in my path um, that, you know, struggle with infidelity and abuse and all those kinds of things. And I can pull out my prayer journal from back in 2018 and 19 and I can say, 
wow, look at what God did. And these are the verses that touched me and encourage women to get to celebrate recovery, whether it be at Grace or at um, Community Hope and just try and encourage them and, and love and lean in like you did. Because, you know, those moments, those mornings when I woke up and the first thing I did was I checked my phone and there was a text message from you letting me know that you had prayed or that, you know, sending a devotional or a verse or just that you were there with me was just, and I'm just, I get to do that for other women now. Yeah. It sucks so bad to see them hurting like that. But I also know, like, again, just going back to Isaiah 43, there's another verse in there that I like to share with some of the ladies that I talk to. And it says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you for I am the Lord, your God. My word for 2018 and 19 was through. And so that verse really spoke to me and it, and I'm helping other women to see that through means we're not staying here. We don't, we're not staying in the hurt. God's not leaving us here. He's, it's a movement. He's moving us through this time. And, and to know that your heavenly husband, your heavenly father knows you by name, that your ex-husband could have just walked away from you and didn't even look back, but God will never do that to you. He knows exactly who you are and he calls to you by that name. So that's just, just being able to, to take that strength and that how God takes the pain and makes it strength and turns it into hope. And then we get to smile and, and share it with others. And, you know, you think you're in a, you think you're in a happy place, but really what we're seeking is not happiness. We're seeking joy. Yeah. And that's only found in Jesus because happiness is fickle and it's temporary and it just comes and goes like my marriage. I thought I was happy, but I wasn't. And I was sad and I was broken and I didn't get to be who God wanted me to be and who he had called me to be. And once he stepped me out of that and he took me through that, mm. now I get to live in joy of who I am in God. And like, and like that verse in Isaiah says, I, like I went through the rivers of difficulty, but I didn't drown. I went through the fire of oppression, but I'm not burned. Like I might have a few scars, but it did not take me down. And so that's what I guess I just want others to know. Like it hurts like hell. There's no two ways about it but it will, this will not take you down because you are the daughter of the most high God and he has got you. Yes. That is just such a powerful message of hope. Um, and I will tell you, you, you know, you do have a choice because you, you chose that, um, other women in your situation, you know, they, they could choose to let their hearts become hardened and bitter and, and just spiteful and angry at God and, and hate men and not see the beauty of, of what you're seeing now because they've hardened their heart and become resentful. And, but you chose to cling to your faith, to anchor into Jesus and turn to him when, when you were going through the storm. Um, and because of that, 
you are now, he is now able to use you because you have a soft, open, willing heart. And he's able to use you to have this great impact on these women. And, and like you said, even though it's hard and painful to hear these stories and it brings back a lot of the emotions that, that you went through, you are able to love and pour into them um, like nobody else because you've walked to that and you've been through it. And then you chose the high road. You chose the harder, um, but the much more fulfilling um, and joyful way. And they can see that in you and, and that, that gives them hope. Um, and so I'm just so proud of you. And I just think that is just such a testament of your faith. Um, because I, I think my dad said in episode 30, um, he talked about like, it is through these trials that our faith is revealed. Um, mm -hmm. even as believers, you can still be a believer and go through a hard time and, and have a bad attitude. And it doesn't mean that you're not a believer, but the, the level of your faith, the depth of your faith is revealed and refined through these hardships that we go through in our life. And Jesus never promised us an easy life. He actually promised us that in this life, you will have trouble. You will have hardship. You will have suffering, but yeah. take heart. I've overcome the world. Um, he's in control. So um, I just think that your story is such a, a testament to that and what you're doing now to what Satan meant for harm. He meant for your destruction. He meant to bring you down and take you out. God okay. meant for your good. And, um, and you're doing that. So that is just so amazing. And I hope um, if you're listening today, that that's the message you got out of um, Heather's story today is that you're going to go through some hard stuff and you may be going through it right now, but you have a choice. And um, our, our God is faithful. He will not abandon you. Um, so don't turn your back on him, turn towards him and cling to him even more, even more now than ever. So um, thank you so much, Heather. I just can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today and share this incredible message. I know it's going to bless so many ladies. Um, so with that, I just want to just ask you if you would be willing to just close us in prayer and just say a prayer over specifically the woman listening today who, who is where you, where you were at, who is struggling maybe in her marriage right now and is not finding hope. Um, so if you could pray just a prayer over her to close the show, that would be awesome. Okay. Thank you, Katie. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this time that Katie and I could come before you and just pray, Lord, that this podcast would reach many and that your word would, um, your experience, your the way that you helped me walk through my journey would just also help others. Lord, I thank you that you repurposed. And Lord, I do just lift up each and every woman listening today who is struggling right now. Lord, whether the divorce papers have already been signed, they're in process, or it's just still a conversation to be had. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you see each and every one of those women and that you know what is coming um, in the future, Lord, but we don't have to worry about those moments because you're already in it. Lord, I pray that you would just bring to them peace in their hearts, Lord Jesus. Put in their path a Katie or an Omli, Lord Jesus, who will come alongside of them and just walk with them during this hard journey to continue to love on them, to redirect them back to you, Lord, and, and to just be there um, with open arms and listening ears. Lord, I just pray for the, the hurts that these women are walking through and feeling right now. I pray that if they have children, that they also need to navigate through this time, Lord, that you would also just give them wisdom and discernment as to how to do that. 
Um, I just thank you, Lord, that your word is true. I thank you that you are a good, good father. I thank you that you, um, you are faithful to us and, and where our earthly husbands lack, you fill the void abundantly and beyond. And, um, so Lord, I just pray for these women today that they could find peace in your presence, Lord, that you would just send them a word, send them a wink, send them, um, just a, a little something for them today, for their hearts to know that they can make it through today and that you'll, you'll meet them in tomorrow. And we just thank you so much for this podcast. We thank you for your servant, Katie, and we just pray that you continue to bless her in her journey as well. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.